Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, greetings and salutations and happy St. Patrick's Day. Welcome to the Hard Rock O Lunch O Box. Hut O Box, right? Hard Rock Lunch O Box? That should be. Should be. Well, whatever. I already ruined it. Let's just get out of here. See you all next week, everybody. All right, yeah. It is indeed St. Patrick's Day. Don't you worry for one solid minute. I've got a lot of garbage. I mean Irish music for you today that we'll be playing. Uh, I actually grabbed a whole bunch of of Irish music. And it was actually kind of funny because I started running out of good Irish bands really fast. Like very more fast than I thought I was going to. So I ended up grabbing some non-Irish bands with Irish members, and that's how we're going to handle the rest of today. But don't worry, a few, few whiskeys in, they're all Irish. Am I right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I don't know, like a 16th or a 32nd Irish. I do know that when I was growing up, and, oh, cool, I'm having more, uh, I'm having more computer problems. Well, no, it's... It's telling me I am still not optimized, and I could tell you, no shit. <laughs> I have to fix that. I just realized just now, seeing it, that I have blown that off for the entire week. I haven't bothered to fix that situation, so... It's fun when I'm doing stuff that nobody else can see. <laughs> Except for a week. A week from now, speaking of which, on the top 20, um, the top 20 this week is actually a pretty good one. Um, and I don't say that lightly. Anybody that knows the show and knows me knows that uh, I will just as easily tell you that it's not a good one when it isn't. But this is the one where we're talking about like kind of matters and, and uh, the sort of discourse that people are severely lacking in these days, especially angry people uh, and the angrier people that tend to exist on... Let's say to my right, uh, it's not it's not really a political thing. I mean, there's angry people on my left and my right, and I do find the people that are angry on the left tend to be a little bit more annoying about things. Uh, and I've been saying that for a really long time. Like, I do try not to be like super like. Excuse me. Let me just try and fix. Uh, there is no fixing. I'm sorry. Um, people on the left tend to be tend to be more annoying because they just they come off as like a more of a whine and I don't like that and then people on the right tend to be more they come off as more less annoying but more moronic and stupid because they are and that's not my fault again we've talked about this this has to do with genetics and education and all that other stuff and I have no kids to the right of me so I have won the kid battle Um, 
But yeah, the top 20. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, put your comments up there. I will get to them this week, like always. I always uh, do my absolute best to try and get to uh, respond and, and interact and comment. It's it's actually easier for me to do it there than it is on uh, other forms of social media because I'm just not on other fo- forms of social media as much. And then, you know, when I am, it's always just... It's less of a lightning rod than it used to be because I used to get a whole bunch of dog pile on the rabbit whenever I would say anything, but now it's a lot quieter. And I don't know if it's because people have just filter bubbled off or, um, you know, it's because of the, the amount of times I've been in Facebook jail. Like, I don't, I don't really know the answer. And honestly, I don't really care anymore. Uh, I had a long, um, I had a good long run and, and that was kind of that. So yay. Me. Um, but yeah, we can get to some uh, light housekeeping. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was talking a little bit about Freud. Freud had a lot to do with it. Uh, not specifically, more he had a lot to do with identifying it. Uh, and basically, yeah, the whole, the whole top 20, we need people to stop being dicks to other people that are just getting by. We should, be, we should be doing to them what the entire world is doing to Putin right now, and I think that's funny. Uh, I did put up something uh, the other day that I thought was funny because it made me laugh. Uh, the Russians have finally released some sanctions against individuals. If you're not following, like we sanctioned um, not only the oligarchs in Russia, but we sanctioned like Putin himself. And, and sanctions, they sound like they don't matter and they're not a big deal. Uh, but they're kind of a big deal because these sanctions, these economic sanctions, what they do. Now, this is not a problem for you and me, but pretend for a second that here, come here. So pretend for a second that you and me and everybody listening, not other people, just 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 us. So we're going to do this real quietly. Pretend that we had millions and millions of dollars or rubles or whatever else in banks all around the world. Just pretend. Like I know. I know the average here is probably about twenty three fifty two in your savings account. That's with a decimal twenty three dollars and fifty two cents in in one American bank. But just imagine you had millions of dollars in like all these other banks around the world. Well, if you're a Russia, if you're a Russian in Russia, well, you're and all your money's in Russia, you're all set. But if your money is say I don't know in a Wall Street backed or looking American bank or a British bank or a French bank or an Italian bank. They just seized all that money. <laughs> like, remember when you used to have millions of dollars in all those offshore accounts? Well, nope. And and you might be thinking, like, why are Russians so dumb? They're not keeping it in, like, the Seychelles and stuff like that. They, they are. They have their money there, too. But that money doesn't make money. That money gets hidden. If you're trying to make money, remember, like, I'm always saying, like, money just makes money, right? So if you have money, even if you had the lowest interest-bearing savings account in America, say it was, like, 0.5%, you know, on a million dollars, that's a lot of money, and that's more than some people actually make in a year. So it makes sense to do that. But mainly it's a security thing. Like, basically, if you ever have to leave Russia in the middle of the night, you can go to America where your money you have millions of dollars in the bank. Anyway, so with those economic sanctions, we just seized all that. So they don't have that money anymore. I mean, we didn't take it. That, that would be like a Swiss move, like when everybody stored their Jewish artwork there, and the Swiss were like, we don't even know, like... Uh, I don't. Do you have a receipt? Like all that bullshit they pulled uh, in World War Two? It's not like that. Like this is just frozen. They can't access it with the promise that they will be able to access it once sanctions are lifted. But sanctions aren't going to be lifted anytime soon. It seems anyway. So those sanctions are kind of a big deal. So in retaliation, the Russians, the Russian government, fought, levied sanctions against a bunch of prominent American politicians. 
who, by all accounts, do not have money in Russia, so it doesn't matter at all. Uh, but on there, obviously, was like President Biden, which is not surprising. His hunter, his son Hunter Biden, was also on there. But also on there was Hillary Rodden Clinton. For as far as I can tell. Absolutely no good reason. But the most important part of that particular story is Senor Trump was not on there. And I don't know why. I mean, he's so wealthy and so influential and has all this money and projects in Russia. You think you want to hit him real hard. Unless, of course, he's your best friend that just called you a genius. You know, I'm, I don't know. This is me literally speculating. But I do know for a fact that they did not sanction him. And he is a the most recent former president and has a good amount of money, according to himself, and falsified papers that he filed in New York. No big. Um, but also um, does a lot of deals in Russia, right? He was trying to do that Trump-Moscow thing. Remember, like, while he was running for president, and everyone was like, you can't do that, dude. And he was like, ah, I can do that. Ah, ah, it's perfect. Ah, my small finger is perfect. Grab that pussy. Like, you know, that kind of shit. Whatever he was doing. I don't I don't remember exactly. That's not a quote. It's a paraphrase. But uh, I kid the Trumper. Um, but he was not sanctioned, so I thought that was funny. And I put that up, and people were like, well, I don't, you know, what, what difference does it make? Like, you know, he's not in charge anymore. I'm like, first of all, he's a very likely political candidate for 2024. He's our last sitting president. And he seems like he's still involved in a lot of politics. Just kind of ask anybody in politics. So... I thought it was kind of a big deal and noteworthy that he wasn't on there. And people were like, man, it doesn't really matter. Why is he? I'm like, because Hillary's on there. And Hillary's even further removed from politics than Donald is. So anyway, do your homework. Stop being stupid. You know, same usual message here on the box. (laughs) Uh, Also in housekeeping. By the way, I could use a housekeeper. This, This place is a mess. That needs to be dusted. Um, the, uh, the boys over in BIMP, um, the uh, Bacon is My Podcast people, people, the good people over at BIMP, uh, they're doing a full interview with the GFM band. I did not see that. I bailed on uh, so much stuff this week. I'll try and get into why that is in a little bit. Uh, I just totally bailed. And they have seven questions with the band Haunter, which I have to tell you, if I, I saw Haunter and immediately thought it was the Pokemon, it is not the Pokemon. And I do not know if I'm going to even bother watching it. Because I was hoping that maybe like we could get Ghastly and Gengar on there. But if it's just going to be some band named Haunter, I mean, like, that's... I mean, I suppose it's going to be a good interview. But you want to talk about a real get? Get the real Haunter. And that's all I have to really say about that. Um, upcoming shows, Rebel 9 and Pathmaker will be opening for Osmosis. That is the uh, New York State uh, preeminent uh, Ozzy Osbourne tribute band. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Me and James were talking about that Saturday night, about how, like, normally we wouldn't do such a thing. But, like, I don't know. Once we play a show, have a couple of shots, I might be inclined to sing a little Crazy Train. You know what I mean? Like, it might be a lot of fun. But I'm super stoked to get back on stage with Pathmaker. I, I like James a lot. And I like his band a lot too, so I'm I'm excited for that. Like he he's he's one of those dudes that's like always in the back of my mind. Like how can I get how can I get him involved in a show that we're doing, whether it's unplugged or whether it's just 
you know, full on electric, but like, I like him and Maddie a lot. So I'm really psyched to be able to play with them. Uh, but that's coming up. That's April 1st. That's in a couple of Fridays. I got super excited yesterday and posted that it was going to be next Friday. That's not right. And I, I paid the price correcting three Instagram accounts, <laughs> putting the right date on there. But, uh, hey. I'll be putting up our tickets link sometime today. Our ticket deal is uh, two for twenty-five, or it's one for fifteen. That's going to be our cost from Club Loaded. It's just the way it is. I mean, it's not quite pay-to-play, but it you know really sort of might as well be. But that's the deal we signed up for, and I'm fine with it. I'm happy to be playing. I'm happy to be playing sporadically. I will tell you. We have no other shows on the calendar right now, and I'm not saying that we aren't adding them, but I'm also not necessarily looking to add them. We've got a couple of uh, options. Uh, uh, several of them are away options, and we've got people working on our behalf to bring us into their little, into their fair cities and their little towns, and we're definitely down for that. I mean, I have meant to reach out to Spags and Indian for ages to see if they're going to start back up the Jersey Shore Fest. I have not seen anything about that, and that is super unfortunate because that was one of my favorite things of the year, which means that now I've lost six flags and I've probably lost, um, I've probably lost. Um, Jersey Shore Fest, which will blow, but I will talk to DVT about the Liberty Music Festival because that's the other one I really enjoy doing, and that's, of course, in Philly, but I will keep you posted as always. Um, other side note, uh, I was used to be in a band called G. Davey before I was in Rebel 9, and G. Davey's record, the last full record from G. Davey's is an album called Spartacle. Uh, that is 16 years old this week, and holy shit, that feels terrible. <laughs> Might uh, might grab some of that a little bit later on. And now on to the top twenty, I think. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Good job. Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait, wait. There we go. That was so not worth it. I'm just gonna check. Okay, I need to check sooner into the chat to make sure I'm actually broadcasting. Anybody that remembers the broadcasting fiasco of yeah, 2022, just a couple of weeks ago, would know why that's a problem. Um. So, yeah, so I'm going to talk, sorry for being disgusting, but that's just the show. Although rubbing my face probably isn't the most disgusting thing I could be doing. I could just be looking into the monitor like this. Why? None of the, none of this is, hold on, none of this is working. I look, you know what I really need to do? I just need to take off the screen. Hell, I'm going to do that. I'm just not going to look at myself anymore. Yeah, although that's probably pretty stupid, right? Because then if I can't see, yeah, because I can't see if it's not recording. So I'm just, I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to ignore the elephant in the room, which is of course me. So I want to talk about the show Saturday night, uh, but I'll probably do that in the middle of the Hard Rock Lunchbox uh, because there's a lot of great stuff, a lot of, um, a lot of band stuff, like. Uh, for me and how I interact with my own band and being on stage and a lot of things that I have to give some serious thought serious thought to going forward um, you know with the change in in the entire landscape because of COVID um, because of the way people are treating each other because of you know who I am as an artist and who I am as an individual I definitely have to give some thoughts to the future of uh, live performances for the band and that is not um, that is fitting into the not a lot of shows coming up this year, uh, or not a lot of shows on the on the calendar this year, uh, in no small way. Like I said, I, I do have shows planned um, or or 
things that we're working on and stuff like that, and I will keep you posted on that. But, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, but it's probably not really appropriate for the top 20 because I don't necessarily know that I want it on a video, so I'm not going to. And you can't make it. <laughs> um, I will say I did not bring it up uh, except in passing on Saturday night from the stage, um, but um, an old friend of mine and an old colleague, I guess, would be the right way to, to put it, uh, passed away early earlier or later no passed away last week and i knew about that before saturday and i didn't want to make a big announcement about it uh from the stage on saturday because not only does that bring people down but it also really affects the way that i perform because i am really good at getting into my head i mean my head is big enough so there's plenty of room for like you know you can have an ottoman in there or or a table like it doesn't really matter uh you can use it as either and um it's just it's Right, like obviously, any loss and any death is always is always sad, or usually sad. Um, but I think ones that kind of pull you back to a moment in time are not necessarily sadder, but they're definitely they definitely feel more reflective. Right, like it's it's a tough it's a tough thing. If you, if you guys don't know, and and I don't know that anybody from the more recent Rebel Nine or certainly Hard Rock Lunchbox days would know. Uh, this individual. His name is Sean. His name is Sean Obenauer. He is the younger brother of Keith Obenauer. Keith and Sean were the dual guitarists for the band, the Hetty Berry, that would eventually become the Vinyl Plane. And and that is Dave Schubert's band. Um, Dave is in Ten Ton Mojo now. He's also in Peace Pipe Gypsy. But forever, to me, will be the front man of the Hetty Berry because that is where I met him and that is where I spent the most time with him and them. And I know that it's probably not the same anymore just because we're not playing all that much, but, like, people have made reference, and I, th- I find this amusing, people have made reference to me about their relationships with other bands, and they've referred to them as their, you know, you know this band is my Craving Strange, you know, because us and Craving Strange play together so much. I mean, we probably still, I mean, I, I think going forward as we play live, I mean, our bands will play together, um, because we like to play together. Like, I love that band. I love the members in it. Uh, I, I think a lot of that is reciprocated, and I think we always have fun playing together. It's it's less about, you know, like the show's... Like, there's a comfort in knowing the show's going to be great, and then you can just go on and just do your best. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's like once you know the show is settled, like, it's going to... This is a great show. Like, all you really have to do is show up and do it and see what else you want to do to make it great. Like, that's... There's so much to that because then there's just so much fun. Like getting on the other side of that and like actually getting to hang with everybody. Like that's a that's a big thing for me. But like people have referred to to other bands that they play with a lot. Like oh, they're our Craving Strange or you know that's that's our Rebel Nine or whatever. And when I tell you that when G Davy had started out and was rolling into Rebel Nine, um, we we play like the Hetty Berry and the Vinyl Plane were our Craving Strange of that time. And we played with them, I would say, three to four times a month, uh, just locally. And we weren't even traveling all that much. We were traveling lightly towards the end of GDAV and early Rebel 9. Um, but we were, we, we played with them, we played with them so much, it was weird to not see them at a show. Like, our bands were so tight because we 
like constantly like we open you open like you will headline like that i had that relationship with that band and it's funny too because they were as different from us as you know like craving strange is different from us but like just musically different enough to like expand the show to make it so much bigger than it was and then but really still pleasing to however like yeah some you know some of the tie-dye hippies that would come see the heady berry like they would just sort of hang back when we would play, but we would hit them with a song every now and then that they would like, and they would just come up and dance and stuff like that. But they wouldn't leave. You know, we didn't scare anybody away. So it was it was kind of a good mix. And there was always a good Hedy Barrier Vinyl Plane song that our fans always liked. There was always at least a couple in there. And then of course they would just cover, you know, songs that just everybody likes. So it was just it was just kind of fun. But we we spent years years together and and when i when i saw dave at the wake uh we were talking about like just how funny it was like the sheer number of shows that we've played together and like i even said like you know the you know one bar just shittier than the next and that was so true and like we were talking about uh, like molly blooms two, and like you know excuse me it was a two not just molly blooms because molly blooms wasn't good enough it was molly blooms and like all the times we got like electrocuted over like Bartini because they only had like one plug, you know, Sound Beach Inn driving for 75 hours to the eastern part of Long Island and, uh, you know, tracks out and run like just the, 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 the shittier bar, like after shittier bar that we would play every weekend and we would have a great time. We're talking about playing the Zebra Club where if you were the opening band, you had to move the fern that was up there and the filing cabinet. Like this was just, that's how it went. Like, you know, you know like when you're playing like a real show, it's like I'll be here at 7.45 for sound check. Like the Zebra Club, it's like be here around 8 so you can clean the stuff off the stage so you have a place to play. Like it was that. That's... And that's how we cut our teeth on local local music, you know, like local bands. It's how we learned to play with other bands. But my point is, is that we just hung with those guys so much that they were they were practically family. And and Mister Obenauer, who's Keith and Sean's dad, for whatever reason, was just a huge fan of mine personally, and thought that I was just one of the most wonderful uh, local guitar players he had he had run into. And even when we were there at the wake, he was. We were talking to him a little bit, and it was heartbreaking for me to just talk to him. Like, just I can't even imagine what it's like to like bury your own child. I, I, I can't even. I can't even imagine. But he, he was like kind of looking. He was like, "She sells smiles." That was some record. <laughs> like, and I was like, "You want to hear something fucked up?" I'm like, "The little cute kid on that cover. She's about to turn 16." He was like, "Get the fuck out of." <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, I've known those people such a long time. Like, I have a formal relationship with an informal relationship with their dad because her dad used to come like he he was even joking he's like man i used to love roading for you and he would he would he would help us with amps and guitars and stuff and like i said like the open hours like i've known them i've known them for forever i mean truth be told like i've known keith longer and keith just has always cracked me up because keith Keith hates everybody and i love that about him and it was i used to make make the joke with him all the time like I feel like Keith has handed out two compliments to other musicians in his entire life, and I am the proud owner of one of them. <laughs> that, that was that was always something. <laughs> and Dave was like, "Yeah, probably," but uh, and Sean was just always quieter and just like way more the hippie and just, just 
just such a good soul. And like, I have not talked to Sean in 10, 12 years. I haven't even seen him. Um, he sort of dipped out of the music scene. I mean, he was, you know, working, dealing with his family. He did his own stuff, uh, and he went way more hippie, and it just, you know, as Rebel 9 and the Vinyl Plane kind of went that way musically, like, it just didn't make any sense anymore. Um, but I will say it was it was sad. It was sad to lose that. Um, it was sad to lose that light and that entity. I will tell you, and and this happened to me when Matt passed, too, it is nice and comforting to remember some of those amazing times. And I'm not grateful for the loss to force me to remember them, but in some small way, I am glad that I still can remember them and and have those. And I'm glad that I've lived those moments with those people. It's, it's so important. And it's, it's hard to process forward sometimes depending on the loss. But to to have that loss means that there was something there to lose. And that something is really something that I think we should all focus on a little bit more. I know a lot of people have been touched with loss, especially recently. Um, and I will I am no expert at this, but I will try and do it too. Just to focus on the reason that we feel that loss. It has to be something, has to be something palpable, has to be something in here. And that's, I don't know, that's my message today. And I think we could all do a little bit better at that. And I know that I'm going to try. And there is plenty of room in this world for more gratitude. So I will start now by being grateful for all those times I got to spend not only with Sean, but his band. And I'm going to kick off the box today with literally one of my favorite, favorite songs to ever leave this floating rock that we live on. It was great then, and i got to tell you, it's great now. It's going all the way back to the Hetty Berry days some million and a half years ago. It's Mushroom Tea on the box. It's awesome.
Well, it's St. Patrick's Day, and as promised, it's time to give you a bit of a tip off the whole morning or whatever the blarney they say. I really don't have. I said 132nd Irish, and that might be generous. But let's get this shit started, shall we? Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, I don't know, honestly, what people think when they think Irish band. Like, I don't know, like... If you're if you're around in the chat, which you can join ninety uh, nine you can also just hop on hardrocklaunchbox.com. There's a link that takes you right here. Um, but like, I don't know what you think of when you think of like Irish band. Like, quick in the chat, like, who's your first? Who's your first thought? And I realize I just played the cranberries, so I might have I might have messed you up. But like, I have three. No, four. Yeah, I have four. Um, boop, boop. Boop, 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 waiting for the chat to catch up. I mean, that's cool. If you don't have an answer, that's fine. Um, um, yeah, so back in the day, back, back in the, the day, there was really, like, the biggest, one of the biggest bands in the world is U2, right? Like, it just is. And they were synonymous with Irish music because they were. And um, there's definitely other bands... Well, I mean, okay, so Dropkick Murphys, right, Coors is one of my four. I was going to say um, Thin Lizzy, U2, Cranberries, and the Coors, right? Those are, like, my four. And Sinead O'Connor kind of, but, like, she's not necessarily, like, I, yes, she's an artist, but I don't really consider her a band. But, like, if, like, if you ask the people on the street, like, those would be the four. And I feel like Dropkick Murphys totally counts, but I feel like Dropkick Murphys is more associated with St. Paddy's Day than they are with Ireland. And I don't know that that's true, but, like, like same with, like, Flogging Molly and stuff, which I'll be, you know, grabbing some later. Um, but, yeah, so I would argue that the absolute biggest band in the world to come out of Ireland and the one most associated with it is U2. And so I naturally grabbed some U2 for the show. I don't play a lot of U2 on the show. And... It's funny and it's misleading because I was one of the biggest YouTube fans of any... Well, no. Let me say. I was just a huge YouTube fan. It was one of the bands that I was the biggest fan of. Uh, they used to play... They were like very local level, like B-level nationals. Uh, and my mom actually liked them. My mom would see them. I remember she brought me a recording once from them playing at Malibu, which still exists out um, in Lido, in Lido Beach, on the way to Long Beach. Um, and I was a huge fan of those first few records, uh, Boy and October and War. And by the time they released The Joshua Tree, I mean, like, I liked them, but it wasn't what I liked about them. They were very raw and very punky and stuff like that, so I've been kind of super selective with what I've liked about you 2 which is probably why you don't hear... So much like I'm not a huge fan of a, like a lot of the biggest hits. I like With or Without You, but I didn't think it was like the end of the world. Like I thought Bad was a much better song, and Bad will like mess me up, <laughs> which is why I also don't play it all that often. But I will say there have been a couple. Like I really like Vertigo, for example. Um, but I still think one of my favorite songs of the new U2 era has got to be this. It's a beautiful day in the box. Hard rock. Lunch box. If you're listening to this at work, you might be thinking to yourself, is this your usual show? And the answer is no. <laughs> it's our St. Paddy's Day special 2022. Thank God for the Irish, said someone, I'm sure, at some point. 
So we've got a bunch of Irish music. Now, I don't know that James is at all Irish, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. What he is is the proud owner of brand new Pathmaker music, which means that I also have brand new Pathmaker music. And I got that for you right now. This bitch is called Race, and it's awesome.
Punch Box. Ah, sometimes you just got to love the pixies, am I right? My daughter, um, my daughter is very funny. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that as a proud parent. Uh, unfortunately, I'm usually the foil to most of her jokes, but um, we were discussing a situation with one of her friends. She's Charlotte's 15, so her friends are 14 to 16-year-old girls. Basically, the most, you know, in trouble and, <laughs> you know, at risk people on earth, especially these days because of how much the world just loves women. Um, but she was talking about uh, the, there was an issue with one of her friends and how her parents were tracking her phone and she didn't like that, but like, you know, nobody does and all that other stuff. And Charlotte basically just whipped out probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard her, her say or heard attributed to her, which was, uh, yeah, man, everybody hates having their phone tracked until they're being stuffed in the trunk of a car. And then, <laughs> then immediately, <laughs> like, I wish my phone was tracked. But just struck me as funny. Uh, you know what else strikes me as funny? Not this. Uh, Crash Transit has brand new music out. Uh, the album or EP is called Lightspeed, and it is out on Spotify now. It is really solid. It is really good. It is really well done. It, it's There's something to be said for when like professional level musicians get together and work on a project. Like I defy you to find anything sonically wrong with the record because I don't think you will. Like, and you'll either like the hook or you won't. Like Phil has no pro- like Phil. I guess I think Phil has like a box of hooks or somewhere like under that he just kind of keeps under his pillow and is like, oh, here's one. This will fit because like everything the man does since like back in the day, like when I first met him four thousand years ago. By the way, Phil looks great. Let me just say that. Um, just just always always been on point with the hooks. Uh, and so the record is sonically just really good, and check it out. We're going to play some in a second. But what makes me laugh about it is that everything that went kind of wrong with the record is all sort of behind-the-scenes and subtle Easter egg kind of things. And I'm not even going to tell you about it, because I would imagine most of my audience will be hanging out at KJ's tonight for St. Patty's Day. I'm sure Phil will make his way there. And then you can just go ahead and ask him about it. <laughs> And see what kind of answer he gives you, because I'd love to hear about it next week. But in the meantime, uh, the lead track off of Lightspeed, or, you know, Lightpeed, depending on who you ask, is something called New Order Day. And I have reduced it from capital letters, letters to normal sentence font, because I here am a professional at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It's still a banger either way. It's brand new Crash Transit on the box.
Hard Rock Lunch Box. It's a little Def Havana, brand new from them. I love that band, and I'm going to probably talk more about that song next week and why it just bands like that just keep growing on me. But, um, it's time to get back to a little St. Patty's Day nonsense here on the Hard Rock Lunch O-Box. Uh, that's what we're going with. Uh, back in the day, the early day, earlier than the day I referenced earlier, um, there was a band called the Boomtown Rats. You guys might have heard of something called Live Aid. Well, that was run by a guy, a guy named Bob Geldof. And the reason Bob Geldof had all these fascinating friends is because he was part of a very, very large, uh, big, super successful Irish band called the Boomtown Rats. And now, if you've never heard of them, that's fine. I've got a song for you that might change the way you feel about that particular sentiment because it's a sentiment I think we can all appreciate well beyond St. Patty's Day. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I am not here to judge, but the Irish might have a slight, slight drinking problem. (laughs) The St. Patrick's Day Parade is going on in New York City. It's probably over by now. I know it is famously, famously, notoriously horrible for drunks in the street and super aggressive behavior towards women, young women, stuff like that in the city. Uh, and I think it has only recently been passed over by the um, by the Puerto Rican Day Parade for rapes and assaults and stuff like that. And I'm only pointing it out, not to bum anybody out, but there are ways to actually drink responsibly. And I and to treat people responsibly. And I definitely have some stuff to say about that, about what happened uh, at our show on Saturday night. At some point, I am trying to get to it. But right now, I've got too much goddamn Irish music to play, and ain't that the way. And to be perfectly honest, I don't even know if these two schmoes right here are Irish, but I'm going to give it a shot. Anyway, it's Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Yeah, why not? On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. As I mentioned a little earlier, this week, uh, my former band, or the... I don't even know that I would consider it my former band because it really, GDAV really rolled right into Rebel 9. Like, there really wasn't any sort of. I mean, there were changes, but it's basically the same. I was still writing. <laughs> it's basically just me. Uh, but that band, that version of that band, GDAV, released a record in 2006 called Spartacle. It would go on to be the last full GDAV record. Uh, we would, of course, release the EP She Sells Smiles two years later. That was the biggest selling and streaming uh, GDAV record ever, but Spartacle was definitely a record to me that represented a whole lot. It's also the first GDAV record uh, that I would be singing on. Uh, as, as I said, I would do most of the writing anyway, uh, but I sang on the entire... Uh, no, I, I didn't sing on the entire record. There were still three songs that Jack had sang on, but it was the first time I was taking lead on a record um, seriously ever. And that was a that was a big step for me. And uh, aside from a lot of the songs on there that I was just so sure we're going to make it and didn't, um, I had one on there that we threw on kind of last minute because I didn't know what else to do with it. And, and I guess 16 years later, I'm really glad I did. Hope you like it. It's from Spartacle from forever ago. It's fallen to you on the box.
bit from snow patrol there um i was just remembering like we were just talking about dynamics and stuff in the chat i was just remembering um we have a song you guys heard it that if you came down to saturday night show uh called into the afternoon and i've made a, a change recently to the chorus what i do vocally because i tend to be fairly lazy and i find that if i um stay in my range or descend back into my range it's usually not the right move so I instead tried to uplift the chorus uh, and, and build on it. And it's actually really funny. I got in a kind of argument with Noodle about it on Tuesday because uh, he doesn't like it. And he told me so basically by saying it sucks what I'm doing, <laughs> what I'm doing, which is just sort of funny to actually get that kind of feedback because the, the reality of it is like it doesn't. I know that objectively it doesn't suck. It's just a choice. And I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to go up, stay with it, or or to just continue to go down. I actually might as well just put Jimmy and Mikey on notice. I might be sending you guys a chorus <laughs> in the coming days and just kind of let me know which one you think works. I know that pushing and trying to really build that dynamic is something that I have been lax to do in my songwriting. So I know to take that opportunity whenever I can. So it's kind of like one of those situations. But... It's funny. And, um, yeah, so speaking of Saturday night, as I was saying, there was a bunch of stuff that was kind of going on, like, with with our show. Like, I realized, and I said it before uh, the Thursday before, last last box, I said it before the, the show, that we weren't really doing, like, kind of like a Greatest Hits Rebel 9 show. We were doing, with some intention, a very deep dive, deep cut, new new record kind of stuff and i realize that that is not necessarily super appealing to the audience to an audience that's trying to like sing along and have a good time i do appreciate everybody that took time afterwards to tell me how good they thought the set was uh because i realize that in a lot of those situations what people are doing they're not having a good time necessarily with or sorry that's wrong they're not singing and dancing along and having a good time in that fashion to what we're doing. But a lot of times people will just kind of watch. And that's something I've been really trying to wrap my head around for years. I tend to do that, too, when I see bands that like I re- I'm really enjoying and I'm just intent on listening. Like I don't dance and sing around, da- dance around and sing along to like Chevelle or Incubus either, but I will stare at Pete Loeffler's hands until I'm sure you could detect the heat on it cuz I'm trying to figure out how he plays things, how he does stuff because that's something that I'm interested in. And I do notice that from time to time where people are focused on what we're doing and what we're playing and they're literally watching it. I will tell you it's very difficult to convert that visual to 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 my head in real time that people are actually having a good time so thank you for that and i'm sorry for that and all that other stuff i will also tell you that uh the april 1st show is not going to be a deep dive kind of a show we are going to be playing 
not necessarily our greatest hits, but definitely most of our biggest songs because we're playing for an audience that we're very unfamiliar with. So we're going to try and win some of them over. So if you want to look at like the Village Pub, it's like here's something really cool for our closest fans. That's the way I kind of looked at it. The the April first uh, show is going to be more about like, and here's your next favorite song, like which is which is kind of cool too. And I do also want to address that. Uh, I, I do know that Saturday night there was some stuff going on with like some drunk dude that was definitely pressing up against women in the room, and like obviously Rebel Nine and myself in no way support that be- that kind of behavior. Uh, I didn't quite understand what was going on. I sort of got some weird vibe, but I was, I was actually on stage, and there was not a way for me to sort of discern what was going on. But I I saw there was some drama, but there was other drama going on too. And from my vantage point on stage. You actually get to see a lot of it. I saw a lot of people bail, like, kind of in a rush. Uh, or not a lot. A couple people bail, like, in a rush, like, kind of mid-set. So I didn't know what that was about. I did know, like, like Sean and Noko had, like, come down from all new episode, which was really cool. But I knew they were leaving mid-set because they had, like, a 7 a.m. flight. Because they were going to Jamaica, man. And I hope they have a really, really great time. But that kind of stuff. So I'm aware of all that stuff, what's going on while I'm playing what I consider to be, like, a very non-enjoyable set at the time. So I wasn't as focused as I was. But I do want to state unequivocally, like, that's not okay. Like, I really... I've, I... And, and and people will say like I don't understand why why men feel entitled to like press up against women like women are just objects like you should right you should understand why men feel that way because it's been that way for thousands and thousands of years and there are still today many many situations there are many males like male role models and you know fathers that are teaching their sons that it's okay to do that like yeah man they the yeah go ahead date rape all these girls like they're just there for your like that literally are conversations that are going on and so if you don't understand why men feel entitled that's why like you know the the whole thing about like we're we constantly telling our daughters like hey man don't you know don't don't get raped but like we we're never telling our sons like don't rape like i have raised all of my all of my kids with all that stuff like i you know like don't don't rape and women are not property and women are not your entitlement like men aren't your property and men aren't your entitlement but like i want to be quite clear like if you like don't think that you don't understand because you do you do understand why that exists in the world it's because it exists in the world and there's very few repercussions to it we see it constantly it's the basis of the me too movement which seriously like is just in sort of human history just happened right like it just kind of like this stuff has been going on forever and that that's why and it's going to take a very long time for that to sort of swing out of phase and a lot of people are going to have to kind of die off before that goes away but like make no mistake like you know catch our attention like there's always plenty of good dudes in the room that will come to your aid not that you need us because most of the women at a Rebel 9 show are fairly badass and could definitely handle things on their own. But, like, if you do happen to need a dude, I don't know, to open a jar of ketchup or help you with a tire, we will be more than happy to help. But it was a good show. It was really great to share the stage with Mikey's band and Jimmy's band. I love those guys. It was great to see, like, Johnny from Sweet Tooth to show, showing up. Like, that was awesome. You know, and, and Annie and Jackknife Stiletto were there and, and, and Phil from Crash Transit. Uh, and did I, I said all new episode that I say... And Jake from like it was just great. It was really it was what I was looking for, like just having people back in the mix and just like having a good time and hanging out. Like, and I think that was really important. And as live shows go, like I thought it was a good one. 
Now, is it as good as the one I'm about to play? Probably not. When I told you I used to be a huge, huge U2 fan, it all kind of culminated with a record, a live record called Under a Blood Red Sky, which was audio recorded and video filmed at Red Rocks, just outside of Denver, Colorado. Literally my favorite place in the world to see and hopefully one day to perform a concert. It's amazing. If you've never seen the video, look it up. If you've never heard it before, I got you. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I am running out of time on this St. Patty's Day edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But don't worry, I've got some great new music from James O'Garavac. Yeah, of the of the Dublin Garavacs. Yeah, man. Now I see I went Jamaican. I can't do accents. I just, I can't do accents. It was so good to see uh, Craving Strange in, uh, Craving O Strange in full Craving O Strange form on Saturday night. You talk about a band doing literally their greatest hits. That might have been one of the best shows I've seen them do. Like, you want to talk about pleasing an audience with all your best songs? It's just fantastic. It was so good that it reminded me of a Goo Goo Doll story that I told Jimmy about. Like, I can tell you about some other times. One of the best concert stories I've actually got in my, uh, in my entire arsenal of, of stories, which is no small arsenal, I might add. Uh, but it was, they were on point. They were awesome. They were excellent. And I can't wait to see them do so again. And uh, I don't know. Anybody got any new music from Creighton Strange? Well, it's no secret to you Hard Rock Lunchbox listeners, but yes, Craven Strain did put out brand new music, and I've got it for you right now. It's I Run O Away. Yeah, I just, I went too far. I'm sorry. Let's do the bell together.
There it is. We are now officially all Irish because we have listened to Flogging Molly's Drunken Lullabies. So it's time for me to get on out of here. I got one more piece of Irish uh, jig, as it were. I think that's still allowed to say. I don't honestly know because I don't know those things. But I want to wish everybody a very happy St. Patrick's Day. And I want to wish everybody a very safe St. Patrick's Day. Do be careful if you're going to be out drinking tonight. Uh, there are other people on the road that are also going to be drinking. So even if you're fine, keep an eye out for them. And, of course, let's raise our boys a little better so we don't have to worry about our girls as much. And let's raise our girls a little better to be as good as they always should have been. How about that? Why don't we just why don't we just do that? Why don't we raise all of our kids better? I know that's a novel idea, but like, you know, hey man, not everybody can be the host of Hard Rock Lunchbox. Thank God. Have yourself a great Thursday, great sad St. Patty's Day. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, Hurricane Soccer, Long Island Cup this weekend. Woo! I'll let you know how that goes next week. On the box! Hard Rock Lunchbox.